Hey, it's Clay from the manual. I hope all is well and that you are putting your best self forward. I'm coming to you today from the Anchor app, which is used to record the manual. It is a great way to record your podcast, amplify your voice, get your message out and engage with your friends and have some fun. It is a very easy app to use. You download the Anchor app and it will actually give you a chance to get on the other platforms such as Google Cast, Apple and Spotify. So use the Anchor app. And have a great time. Hello. Peace, peace. What's going on? Welcome to the manual. How are you, Cleve? How are you doing? Thank you for I'm, having me. I'm good, brother. Welcome, 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 welcome. And thank you for taking time out of your your um your busy day. I know it's a Sunday, probably getting your week started. I know it's Mother's Day as well for you and your lady. So I really appreciate taking the time out to uh, to talk. First off, let me let everyone know this is a family member of mine, um, a dear cousin. And one of the things about uh, this particular cousin is that he's a very positive role model, uh, not only for myself, but for a lot of the young men and women that he comes into contact with. Um, very accomplished young man at this tender age. And I really appreciate what you've been doing, man. Been um, a fan. Thank you, thank right. you, thank you so much, cousin. And likewise too, you always been a positive example. So, indeed, man, indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, so welcome to the manual again. As I, as I mentioned, it's a very organic um part, uh, podcast that we talk about any and everything. There's a blueprint to everything, um, and that blueprint is always up to revision. So we take the time to kind of discuss what's uh, what's on the guest's mind versus what's on my mind um i will try to engage in the conversation as much as possible if it's something i do not know anything about <laughs> i obviously will let you drop but i do want to be able to engage in in some level of comp of conversation with you so i'm gonna let you introduce yourself and kind of get into what you want to talk about today oh like i um saying before my name is lennox mars jr i am a junior um bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um i have a uh an undergraduate degree in uh, labor studies and employment relations from rutgers university nice. i have a master's degree in public administration i um i was a hall director for some time and and i currently own my own support coordination agency uh nice. i've been doing that for three years now and it's been very um successful so i have a little bit of everything i've been an entrepreneur since i would say 2009 i'm not counting like uh you know selling candy to kids and stuff like that but i would say formally i've i've been in business since 2009 some type of business since about 2009 my junior year in college so it's been pretty good i've you know i've been had some level of success so um, the topic I, I bounced around, it was either between, um, is it okay, is it actually truth, truthful to, to love your enemies, or um, there's a great piece on uh, Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin, um, one of my favorite writers, um, and they were having a dialogue uh, of, of sorts with... Um, the interaction between um, black men and women in America and how the impact of capitalism and racism affects their relationship. Very- yeah, let's, let's talk about both. Let's 
talk yeah. about both. These are good, good topics. Yeah, man. It, um, really appreciative, and I can't wait to chop it up, man. Let's get it right into it. Okay. Um, let's start with the. Is it actually possible to love your enemy? Um, I've been trying to wrestle with that because I have a very Judeo-Christian background. Um, mom's Jehovah Witness, but she converted to baptism. Um, so I, I was born Baptist, uh, born Christian, but I read. Uh, but my 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 background on on religion, I, I'm you know I studied the Quran, studied, read the Bible twice. Um, and I'm chipping away at the Torah and, um, you know, that's kind of like, uh, I think in all good books, they, they have, um, whether it's the Vedas, whether it's, uh, Taoist concepts, they always believe in, in, you know, love. Um, and I think that is a key principle, but is it really down to the humanistic aspect of it? Is it true? Can you really love your enemy? Um, and I say this because, um, in throughout history and throughout time the victors are all the ones who won and um they're the ones who gave you your marching orders so to speak they're the ones who told you how to think when to think and where did that that um that peace come from because in the judeo-christian you know you read about whether it's the maccabees uh you read about the children of israel you read about King David, you read about Solomon, even down to um, um, David and Goliath. They slew their enemies, <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they slew yeah. their enemies. So it, it um it was it it's something that you wrestle with because um, being being a child of God, you would want to, to believe that. But when you read the books in depth, um, there were wars that were fought for their beliefs. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's something that I wrestle with on a phys- philosophical level. Um, and I just wanted to bounce it around and, and just, you know, kind of piece together because I'm, I'm on the pursuit myself. I really don't have an answer. I, I believe that um, humans, we, we, we need a balance. You know, we, we, yeah. we need a balance. So I think we yeah, there's there's always a duality when it comes to um any any type of philosophical approach to anything there's always some some level of duality that that exists at its core um to chime in um I'm, I'm kind of on on the fence for it because again i grew up in the in the, in the christian faith but um Taoism has been my my torch for the last probably 25 years or so of my life um doesn't mean that i've abandoned any christian views beliefs or or um or um traditions I do still believe that Christ, you know that Christ died for my sins and stuff like that but when it comes down to your your question of loving thy enemy um it, it's kind of um if you're familiar with Stockholm syndrome yeah I, so a lot of yeah a lot of a lot of um races or tribes or whatever you want to call it um throughout history you know with the assimilation of of if you're a conquered people um, going with, going in line with what you mentioned about um, the wars being fought. If you're a conquered people, uh, to the victor goes the spoils. And in that regard, you get to set the tone for what religion is going to be, what monetary system is going to be, who are going to be the worker bees, who are going to be the queen or the king. Um, so in that regard, you tend to take on 
your likenesses and and um, appreciation and gratitude in in some weird kind of pseudo way of the oppressor. You know, you 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 are taught to learn your um sorry love your enemy at that point, and that's why I say. Um, I'm on the fence with it because God is a vengeful God. You know, it is written in the Bible that, you know, God destroyed the world uh, prior. And um, if you if you are in, in, in that belief again, he will destroy the he or she. Actually, I believe God is a, a female. I don't know what we can talk about that at, at length at some other time. <laughs> but um, God, you know, God will destroy the earth again if, if, if you're on that mindset. Um, so. You know, we have two two schools of thought: Old Testament, New Testament. When it comes down to how this is approached, in the Old Testament, it was eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But then in Jesus's travels and and teachings, it is it is to love that neighbor, love that enemy. Even even they beat you harder, you love them harder. So I I do struggle again with what's going on in the current climate of things. That it is very hard to to look the other way when you are seeing blatant blatant things happening on a on a on a macro level where you know it eventually trickles down on the micro level because you're a parent like I'm a parent and you want the same um or actually not the same but you want a better world or society for your for your children correct so um so yeah it it, it is a very very hard thing to do um it's actually like an oxymoron if if, if you want to go that route with it um so why would you why would you um say that you struggle with it? Um, I, I struggle. I struggle with it because we we come from um being being African American or being a black man in this in this global society. It um it, it you you face certain things where you where you're taught right. You're taught these things. I think out of survival. And I absolutely. And I say that um I remember. Um, vividly, um, when my dad first told me, you never run from the police, um, you never run from the police. Um, and it, for good reason, you know, I, and every time I see young black men make a fatal mistake that they do run from the police and I'll be like, that's lie. You know, you're liable to get shot in your back. I was actually probably around eight years old. I was walking, we were walking in East Orange and, um, if you if you realize you you from East Orange, so you know this was before it yeah. was uh, built up and gentrified. Remember those buildings before you got to North Arlington that they were knocked down and it was almost like a field that you can cut across. Those abandoned. Yeah. Um, it was like a, a field that no one ever like, <laughs> no one ever like manicured this lawn, but it was literally like two apart two to three apartment buildings, high rises that were like knocked down so people could cut across. And there was just nothing but like, it, it looked like wheat, but it, the weeds were just so high, but it was a path yeah, that you could yeah. cut through to get the granny's house quicker. Yeah. And so me yeah. and my father, we were walking in that path and he was saying, he, you know, he was like, let, let me tell you something. You know, my father would always just drop gems on me in like the most random remote times. And that's the times where I would listen. He would say, listen, you remember Cornbread Earl and me in that movie we saw? It was like, yeah. Don't you ever run from the police. They're liable to shoot you in your back. Like they shot cornbread because even if you, he's like, even if you right or you wrong, you let them decide that. You shut your mouth and you operate in a certain lens. And I was like, huh. 
And here, you know what I'm saying, he's giving you these notes for survival. So, you know, in the black community, we give each other notes for survival. Put your hands on the steering wheel. Put, you know, do certain things to to do that. Um, and I know we talked, I, I read, I saw your podcast before with uh, the young man who was just jogging. Um, I think his name was Ahmad Aubrey. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. he was he was running and he, he was shot by, you know, vigilantes. He was shot, you know, shot while jogging or, you know. Um, yeah. Let's call them what they are. They're, they're, they're murderers, they're killers, they want to be, they want to be neighborhood watch that they didn't have the right to even, to even approach this man. You know, there's 911 for a reason if you think something's Correct. going on. But Correct. And then it, it goes back to the, the, the point is that, um, going back to my point, you know, when I, I try to give this this illustration is that we grow up in a society where um where I had to defend myself. You know what I'm saying? You you always had to defend yourself. You always you you always had to defend yourself, whether somebody was bigger than you, whether you dress nice, someone was gonna try you at one point in your life or many, many points in your life, and you had to defend yourself. You had to you had to take you had to defend your stuff and and if not, if need be, take it to any course of or recourse of action that you had to in order to to protect your life. So it it's it to me is that you know one of the rules of law and rules of man or even the rules of the land is self preservation. Absolutely. If, you're, if your Absolutely. enemies are trying to kill you, how could you love them? How could you love them when when your life is on the line? Um. And I and I see that in many Christian doctrine, and I do believe that um, I, I grew up a Christian, but the the Christianity that was given to us was you know was several pages. There were it wasn't the whole book, um, and they gave they implanted the Jesus that they wanted to implant in us. Um, and so that way, when whenever there's there's some type of of conflict, they always bring the black church, the black pastors, the black elders. So to keep us pacified and then they bring the politicians so and they always preach this jesus i always tell people look in the book of john when he went into the the when he went into the the priest uh the priesthood or the synagogue he went into the church and he was bull whipping them for selling you know i'm saying idolat uh, idolaters and they were they were doing a lot of wickedness in the church so it's almost like which jesus do you want me to pray to the one that turned the other cheek or the one that was bull whipping people in the church um yeah. So, uh, so that's the duality we come across is that you know they teach the the doctrine of of, of grace and peace and love, but the to me the um, the Old Testament still applies. You know, it just you know they always say the wages of sin is death. Um, when do you allow? When do you say enough is enough? When do you? When do as a people do you allow, or you? When do you allow them to 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 take your kids? You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's, yeah. Uh, a people without their children or without the respect of the elders are no longer a people. They get no respect from anyone. Um, and one thing I realized that growing up in the street and being educated is that if you allow somebody to take your things, to run your pockets, you would never get you would never get respected, never. So now it comes it comes to an end where you now your survival is based on your respect. And as a people, absolutely, absolutely. yeah. Um. You have to defend yourself. There's no, there's no people in the world that doesn't have a, a that never had a standing military, that never had riders, never had, uh, you know, like things that they they needed in order to survive. Um, 
yeah security is a security or um or you know whether it is a is a physical um army or it is boundaries you know you have mountains or a peninsula or something that to protect your land from invaders you're right there is a that's a a a human condition thing to to protect whatever we have cultivated here i got to protect it from people that might want to come take it from me correct correct and and in here too is we have the second amendment you know the in America, as as many times as, as police shootings and as many times as there, there's school shootings, um, there's a subset of America, there's a great uh, uh, set of America that will not give up their guns. Absolutely not. Um, that's not even something that's on the table. So once again, we go back to the crux of the argument. And then America was founded on very, you know, they say America wasn't founded for any nation or any religion, but it was founded on Christian principles many of the uh the founders um were quote-unquote christian um believers so a lot of them stood on the faith of, you know stood on their faith of, of the bible yeah you could say it all throughout the um out the way things are written in the preamble the constitution um bill of rights there there are things that are um that kind of mimic what the bible um the christian bible uh has so that that's a very good point yeah so you know so that that's almost a common thread so going back to it it's like once again what which doctrine are we looking to i think we we operate from two different religious lenses even though we're reading the same book and i think we operate from two different standpoints of america there's two different types of america two different america it might be the same beer but you know like heineken heineken give all the 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 nasty imported (laughs) <laughs> to to America, and then uh, the Germany get the the high end stuff. It's almost like the same thing. And uh, being black, you know, you 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 get you get uh, America light. You get America light beer. You don't get the full experience of being American because you have. That's a beautiful, beautiful statement, brother. That's a beautiful statement. You know, and and that in into kind of echoing what you um what you're saying is that out of all. Um, and I can't, you know, I can only be black. I've, I've always just been black, um, and I've always had the black experience um, from my eyes. And we are the only, um, not we meaning black people, but any people that are, that are not the majority, so to speak, which is Correct. a word I hate, but that, that that's not the majority. We are we are the ones that are taught to respect our, you know, our enemies and and stuff like that. No other race is really taught that, you know. And and again, I always try not to make things impartial or, or about black and white but when you come down to the way I was raised and, and probably you were raised and a few other people um, in um, listening that's not of the majority um, we have a different set of circumstances and rules that we live by and I always wanted to preface this not every single black person and this is for my non-black listeners not every single black person have gone through the same Correct. things growing up. Um, I think sometimes the way the media and the way popular culture and society and everything else kind of blends everything together, we are not all born into the ghetto. We are not all illiterate. We are not all, you know, um, descendants of drug addicts and things like that. I think sometimes that gets swept up in the equation that we are a a um a victim 
society as a whole there are things that are relatable you know we can understand things and one of the things that i appreciate about my upbringing um from the standpoint of in my home to on the block to in a classroom to the friends that i keep is that i've got to experience multi dimensional things versus not being so naive to something because i'm sheltered from something there 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 are some black people that will tell you hey man just turn out the cheek it's fine it's fine we'll we'll pray for it you know but no right. we're not going to just pray for it because that's not what i believe is the outcome you know there has to be action it doesn't have to be an extreme action but it has to be some kind of action because if you don't say something it's going to perpetuate and and be a a cycle that's going to continue to go on and on and on and on you know we are you know um slavery has been abolished by what, 150 years 100, 100 let's call it 100 100 years ago technically but the 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 scarring is in our dna you know to to fear, fear the lash to love our enemy to assimilate um to it you know what i'm saying so a lot of a lot of what you're saying um is really really hitting home because i think when we look at how society set up in a hierarchy you know th- there has to be leadership there has to be you know people that will will be the 1% that will kind of run stuff and then you have everyone else that kind of falls in line at some point and it's like a do what i say because i'm you know heavy's head of where's the crown i'm the one that's making the rules here so you got to follow what this is you know what i'm saying so a lot of a lot of um of what can be said in a nutshell and i'll and i'll pass the baton back to you is that you know i don't i am a um and i don't know how to say this without any any kind of friction <laughs> I'm not a passive person, but I'm not a combative either. Um there is a time to pick up the sword and then and then there's a time for diplomacy is how I kind of dictate who I am. There's times where I have to meet certain resistance with a certain type of response. There's times because you you said something earlier that that rings true that we are we are sometimes pressed to defend ourselves whether it's physically or mentally that you know you have the the acumen you have the forthright to kind of articulate your argument or somebody punches you and you, you know what i got to punch back <laughs> like i just i'm just i'm just forced to do that versus having a um a an exchange or a dialogue about what's wrong with this picture why am i not getting anything out of this i i agree so, um and um i i really do agree with with your statements because it's almost like um it's almost insane to so <laughs> it's almost insane to allow some uh, anyone it doesn't have to be black or white we just use the scenario i actually don't like the the black or white thing because it it it's sensationalized in a lot of 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 ways and it's kind of low hanging fruit you know the media is a dying medium so they're going to always throw out the black and white thing but we say black and white because the the history is there um the history will always be there and that's something that you can't sweep under the rug um but i do operate from a lens where there's just certain things that there is no more talking you know i think um um i think that because that comes from the the west indian background where there yeah. is, there is no more talking there's there's almost like a a movement i think um 
and I and I and I don't want to separate us from the whole of black people, but there are some nuances, there are certain brands, there are certain things that I think that we as a people need to share with one another. Um that's I, facts. That's facts. I, I, that is you know, I think facts. that every every black person needs um me personally, this is just coming from me, Lennox Mars. I believe that you need a West Indian friend, you need an American friend, you need a different brand of West Indian friend, whether it's Jamaican, Trinidadian. You need an American because they yeah. can show you how to operate, and then you you need you need some white people. You know, like you need some white friends. You need you need you need some Indian friends. You need you need to bounce around these ideas and these schools of thought because everyone has something to offer. And I think with Western society, it's almost like we've been doing it right or we've been doing it wrong this way, but it's been working for so long that you kind of devalue your your frame of thought or your school of thinking. Um, and I think that we as black people have a lot to offer, you know what I'm saying? And I think that we need to stop a- asking for um, permission for certain things. And I think we need, I think to be independent as a people is that one, you have to defend yourself. Um, it's it's no different than the bully on the block. If you give him your lunch money today, he's gonna expect lunch money tomorrow. He's gonna, he's gonna expect lunch Absolutely. money the yeah. day after that, until you you defend yourself, however means you take to defend yourself, until you defend yourself, that person will stop. And I believe that too, as a whole, as a people. Like, um, I was listening listening to um, Dick Gregory uh, a while ago. This was probably like three years back, and he said we marched in the '60s. That the time is over for that. And I think we use the same the same tool, right? It's almost like yeah. nowadays people are yeah. people are are buying, you can buy a building, right? And they put it together like Lego blocks, right? You get a crane, you put a we're we're using we're using an old tool, which is a hammer, to to build a house or to build a high rise. I that's what that's how I look at marching. You know, it's a it's a it's a tool. Yeah. We can use a tool, but we can't use it in a way that it was used. It's not its effectiveness is no longer there anymore granddad could have built a house you know your father could have built the house with with a hammer <laughs> but if they gave you a nail gun i'm sure he would have took the nail gun right you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and i yeah. think we always yeah. go out and we need to march but it's ineffective the because all they do is expect us it's almost cyclical it's like so they kill one of us we go out we go get um the best and the brightest you know, black people, they lose, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that they lose, but they go in with the intent of losing this case uh, for PR purposes. And then they, or they settle, they get like 250,000, close to a million when it's way more than that. Then they do it again. You know, like it just, a, it's a cyclical process. We march, that happens, they get tired. We, it, it, it's, it's just a cycle. When do we break the cycle as a people yeah. to say like, listen, okay. Will there be more lives lost? Possibly. But let's make this one the last one. That's that's where I come from, the standpoint. Let this be the last one. I can I'll give you one better to 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 kind of to kind of dig a little bit deeper on what you're talking about. I look at marching two ways. There's the march uh, that Hannibal had. Right. <laughs> no, that no, that ended. And then the march that King and the march that King had. There's a two different two different ways of, of how those marches um, were construed. We had, about two weeks ago, we had some Michigan militiamen, is what I like to call them, 
march on their state capital armed to the teeth because they because they felt that their rights of being told what to do in a situation like this um was wrong and they they were willing to to show force in doing so we we could absolutely not they could never do that like you walked armed are you kidding me never that would never happen and 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 to kind of go back um a little bit on what you mentioned about um having um multiple multicultural friends I, I i agree and disagree with a couple and i'll and i'll tell you why in a second i equate that with like in life having a friend that's a mechanic a friend that's a doctor a dentist a lawyer um uh, maybe a politician you know whatever walk of life you kind of come into contact with these kind of people because if i'm getting my car fixed and i want to talk to and i'm getting an uh, estimate from the dealer or whoever and i'm i go to my friend and says hey man does this look right to you they're like well you don't need this but you need this this is cool they they don't have to do this and you kind of understand you know the intricate you know ways of the, how things are done the the reason i disagree with having the multicultural approach not saying multicultural friends i mean cuz we all need that kind of um bridge to a lot of different cultures is that you look at one one set of people looking at their way of doing things whatever it is being their way there and that's the right way i'll take for instance mm-hmm. reggae music and it's ain't to pick on any jamaican you know jamaican friends that i got it's not <laughs> to pick on you guys but you know bar barley bar barley is not the only artist out of jamaica ever and jamaica is not the not the only place that produces reggae artists or reggae music but the way it's the way it's kind of done in in um as a whole and i'm talking about outside of the caribbean culture um it is like it's synonymous it's like it's like jamaica is the harley davidson of 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 reggae music like how harley davidson mm-hmm. is the synonymous with a chopper you you think of a harley davidson or you think of a chopper you think of harley davidson So I always always say that, you know, when you kind of understand another person's view on things, it is it is really crazy. Going even further back to when this conversation started, Islam, Judaism, and um Christianity all share the same patriarch, which is Abraham. They all it goes back it goes back to that. So a lot of a lot of like the teachings and again and you know I'm glad you mentioned Dao and stuff like that a lot of the teachings are in human nature is to to love is to is to accept and is to um um be a community but when you put in things like economics you put in things of and economics has a broader reach in this in 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 my response here economics it affords us to have the money to live in a certain type of neighborhood that you don't want others to live in whether they're your kind or not you want to live amongst people that are like you and and when i say like you i'm not talking like no, black, you, you want like white in a, in a microcosm you want people that are like minded correct you know that are like minded that have have the same values that will treat their treat their property the way you would treat correct. your property as far as cutting the grass and so you want you want that that belonging to be that that's this is my community this is how i kind of you know do things and our our plight the one common thing that 
any person of color, and I'm, 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 I'm including my Latino brothers and sisters in this one as well, any person of color, we have all the common thread of oppression. Not to say that whites don't have oppression because they've, you know, they've oppressed, you know, Jews have been oppressed, um, you know, people in um, people in Slavic countries have been oppressed, you know, Russians have been oppressed. I get it. But again, anyone that is the ruler, so to speak, gets to make the rules. And I go back to the Stockholm Syndrome because we, we are, we kind of endure the lash so long that we become so accustomed to it that we learn to live and accept certain things you know what i'm saying um the diet the diet that exists for black america and i'm not and and i am i'm black america but i'm not black american that that southern diet of you know what the slaves were kind of just left with to eat it shouldn't even exist now it shouldn't even exist now as any type of delicacy because I get people will have roots to something and stuff stuff like that but it shouldn't exist now because those very those very things are still being produced by manufacturers at our detriment and this coronavirus is something that is that is that is actually attacking that way of being as far as okay anyone that has underlying conditions of hypertension or 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 diabetes and heart, heart, you know, heart disease and stuff like that. We are still in that circle of life. Over, like we, we still are. You know, we haven't turned that corner and said, "Well, I'm not going to eat hog balls and chitlins." Like that is not something that should even be consumed. And again, I'm, I know I'm going to get some questions later about how how that is, but it's just my take. No, I, I, my take I like I like what take. you were saying. Um, but just to piggyback, I, I was um. Oh, just to clarify, actually. To clarify, when I say that you need a different, um, you need different friends, I think one is that we've been we've been so miseducated, and each of us have a piece of the puzzle, right? So, so if you understand the history of like um, the Haitian Revolution, right? The, you know, my Haitian brothers and sisters yeah. they operate a certain type of way, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Sometimes I think that you know, sometimes they may get in their own way. But understanding the revolution of it, they have to fight for everything. Um, so when you see a lot, I see yeah. a lot, I bump into a lot of astute Haitian businessmen, very shrewd individuals, but they're not shrewd to the point that they won't teach me anything. You understand? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I learn a certain aspect because being Guyanese, right, being South American, they, you know, I, 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 I wasn't afforded, besides your dad, besides Uncle Cleveland, I wasn't afforded the the education or the acumen to to understand like business, right? Or entrepreneurship. So I, I bumped into a lot of Africans, a lot mm-hmm. of Nigerians, um, a lot of Haitians, um, some Jamaicans in in um, that realm. And they were able to impart some things to me um, that I wouldn't be afforded because all, all I learned was hard work and education. You know what I'm saying? Like hard work, education, get you a good job, have a family and then ride off into the sunset. Uh, that 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 yeah. that that path is no longer exists today, you know. Um, or if it does, it's very slim to none for uh, 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 an African American man or a black man uh, in today's climate. So you have to learn entrepreneurship. You have to learn um, small business, some, something, some other tool in your tool belt in order to survive. So, it, like 
I learned, I say you need to know these things because you need to study your, you need to study your friends. Um, like I, like I had a friend, Absolutely, yeah. Asian, and I say, yo, y'all don't vote. And he said, yeah, we don't. And, um, you know, like, this is just a kind of conversation. I know people like all oh, Asians do vote, but that's, that's not something to look for because they're so economically entrenched with their community. And when I do, when I say community is that they have their own banks. They um they own their own land. They own their own businesses. That's what I mean when community um that they need not the they need not federal funding. They need not because everything is in house. Um, so they don't they they know mm-hmm. they may get a loan from the bank, but if not, they have their own bank. You know, so so we need to take those things back and give it to our community. That's why you need friends and different things because it showed you a different way how to survive. Um, absolutely yeah that see that part i agree with that and 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 to clarify my position on it that's what i was saying about i was just saying the nuances and idiosyncrasies of of once you're in a once we're sitting at a table and and there's a coalition and we're all representing you know whatever there's going to be a innate um situation where one person wants to rise to the top and say what it is that happens in religion a lot too where if someone's Christian, someone's Muslim, someone's a Jew, like they, they, they're so entrenched as were, you know, as your word, they're so entrenched in who they are and and what they know and been taught that they're not trying to hear nothing else. Or they'll say, oh, well, that's that's why you guys have the problems you have in that country because of this. It's funny how a lot of people are fleeing other countries right. constantly to come here to America, uh, the land, the land of opportunity, so to speak. And they're they're fleeing some kind of they're, they're well they're claiming asylum for whatever atrocities they're escaping. But here, the atrocities that we are we are you know engulfed in, there is no run to somewhere else for us. We just gotta accept what's happening here. And in that acceptance means like like you said, we're loving our neighbor. Like we're like okay, I'm loving my enemy. I'm loving this. Like I just gotta deal with it. Like you said, it's it's a cycle where. You know what? Kill one, they gonna march, make some noise. Two months, three months from now, it goes away until the next one happens. And and as I mentioned on, the, I don't know if you got to the last um, couple of podcasts that I did. I did one about yeah. um, Mr. Arby, kind of a short a short thing. You did hear? So when I went to Baltimore to the to the Black I, Wax I, I Museum, went. I went when I was like, bro, if you've never been there. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So I always the the thing the two things that always um that always stuck with me with that place yeah. was the was the hall of the slave ship and and the and the the room with all the the you know the parts in it. And when I think of all the people all the Arbreys, Mr. Arbreys, you know, all the all, all the victims that we've had just in our last the last few years that we know about, you know, here and there the Trey Palm Martins and 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 Eric Gardner's and all that, there were hundreds of people, bro, that had like they had no protection under the law in this country, like for yeah. decades. That for Reconstruction, when Reconstruction started until the civil rights of the of the nineteen sixties, mid nineteen sixties, it was open yeah, and free. It, you can actually literally it, it, hunt somebody. They they had you know, what they call barbecues bad. and picnics. Where they would burn a black body at least once once a week yeah. as for, for sport, and that's in every county in the South. Um, estimated in the millions. Yeah, and 
Exactly. And and the thing that I always say to that is that, you know, we in this time, in this, um, sorry, the um, te- technological age that we live in right now in the social media and all the connections that we have versus, you know, um, organic connections, we still face this problem. And the people of yesteryear, I, I would argue that they had no voice. You know, there were a couple of newspapers that might have reported this and stuff like that. But I remember yes. when Green Book came out. Did you see that movie? Okay, when Green Book came out, I knew about Green Book, um, the Green Book before that movie, obviously, because I studied, you know, um, history in this country, stuff like that. But those things I had to learn on my own. That wasn't presented in any 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 forum that I could say, okay, I'm learning about this. I had to kind of dig that out. And I was like, wow, you know, where we still kind of have that green book, but it's not a, a, a physical asset anymore. It's basically like us telling each other, like, listen, when you go to certain places, it's funny. I live okay. in Virginia. I live in Alexandria, Virginia. It's a very affluent um, place. It's a beautiful place, very expensive economically, but if you afford to live here, it's a very nice place to bring up a family. But when you go into other parts of Virginia, because we're in Nova, they call Northern Virginia. We're in Nova. Nova is more like progressive as upfront. And again, I always got to preface, but I'm not trying to downplay or or make um, light of someone else's um, economical or educational stance on things. But as you go further south, right? so-called mason dixon as you go further south things are a lot different in virginia and when you go to west virginia <laughs> other than morgantown where the university is it's a place that I've you been, do not I've feel been, easy being in you're like i've I been don't to west virginia and nowhere I'm near have here. to get out of here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i i tend to hear the music like like you're in a horror movie i'm like you know what let's just go i don't want to really be here and it's odd that you know in 2020 that we still find going certain places um being certain places that you know what do you call it? i think the mistake that mr Arby made and it's sad to say this was that he was comfortable in his surroundings which he should be but he was comfortable to the point where you know he went someplace that he probably always goes or whatever and it just it, it got to be a routine for him where he didn't switch it up and it's unfortunate to say that that you got to be aware. There was a book, and um, um, it was called Black Men in Public Space. I've heard it, but I, I never it read it. You know of it? Yeah. So Black Men in Public Space kind of it, it's what it's about. The, the title tells you what it's about. It's 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 these kind of um, it's these kind of rules that when you're a black man and you're in public space, you kind of adhere to. For example. If I am in a, whether I'm in a suit or a hoodie or whatever it is, and I am in an underground parking garage with someone else, and it, it's not about white or black or male or female. If I'm in a, if I'm a black man in a underground parking structure coming out of my car, whether I'm dressed in whatever appropriate is or unappropriate is, whatever, I have to make things known to other people. If I am walking behind another or, or let's use black woman a black woman I'm walking behind her I have to jiggle my keys or a hum or do something to let her know I'm in her space I am I am around you to not startle her to not make her feel like oh my god you know where did you come from are you, are you scared the shit out of me so stuff like that 
this book is kind of addresses that because it was written a long time ago but it addresses things that we we live in a different set of rules of society you know if i'm like you said your dad taught you my dad didn't say run don't run from the police but it says answer answer any questions that you're asked and then hope that they can you know let you go like but do not play lawyer do not Correct. say oh I, i don't have to give you my name and i always look at those as fatal uh fatal flaws too because at the end of the day you can fight this again on a, if you felt that wrong you can you know go another route with it don't you're out you're 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 out you're on you're not armed you're out probably numbered and you're not going to win job the, is on the, the court like, it's not your happen. job is so to try your best you know, to get to the court like you know even exactly. if they're wrong I, i was always taught even if they're wrong you just say well you know i just say well you know i'll, I'll just speak to the judge in court sir now you know i've gotten to to very negative conversations with, with police officers and i just say you know what thank you thank you and um i'll just yeah. be on my way yeah. that's it you know you just try to keep the engagement as short sweet as possible and you 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 you, you wait for your day in court because you do not want to exasperate the situation and i think sometimes um we have to impart that knowledge on the youth as well too because you know this is an interaction that every young black man or every black man will have to face you will have to face it law enforcement for whatever reason um, oh yeah oh yeah you will yeah if you if you have it as a young person you will as a older person i'm gonna share i'm gonna share something with you and you know i don't it's it's a it's a it's a identifier of mine but it is what it is my so in new jersey any any anybody from new jersey would notice our license numbers on our on our actual license id is about 17 digits the last four digits say a lot about who you are as you know identifies you as a person mine is w o triple o 1756 and the reason i know that so well is because as a teenager and as a young a young person i'm, I'm you know i'm not old but in my 20s and, and early 30s and through my teenagers i was stopped so many times for all kinds of stuff some stuff i i you know i i made i was speeding or doing something stupid but i know this because of that and i know the rules when you're when you're loving your enemy when you're when you're facing the enemies like listen you know what i am i am out gunned here literally no pun intended i am out outnumbered because they're going to call for backup when you try to get cute they call another car in I'm like come on this is getting stupid now but at the end of the day like you said I want to make it to a forum that I have a voice that other people are going to be able to see me try to work this out versus me having Correct. a roadside um day in court which may not go my way in a fatal way or where it turns into something else because a lot of these things that I see happen um in society against people of color the stop might have been something that was a broken tail light but it it evolved into something more uglier because the you know the exchange got crazy and then to come to find out you have you had drugs in the car whatever you know if you had a, a bag of weed or whatever it was now they're 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 pinning well he was you know we stopped him for a a drug transaction or whatever it was so now it's the tail is being spun against you because what you call it I guarantee you in the next oh, yeah, coming weeks we're going to hear things guy. about Mr. Aubrey that he was this he was that yeah they digging right now they're digging right now to try to discredit this man 
to say, well, you know, he, look, he was a bad guy, so he, he had to be dealt with. So it's hard to tell someone to love their enemy because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's what I said, it's Stockholm syndrome. It's we are, we, you know, you start to identify Correct. with your oppressor. You start to identify with your captors and you start to say, you start to say, you know what? I guess if I can live under this lash, under this guy's kind of have and some I, semblance I, I of I see a lot of us victim blame. Um, but like one of a, one another. Um, whenever these things occur, there's always someone who victim blame um, the 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 victim. You know, like they'll they'll sit there and say like, well, maybe he shouldn't have did this, or maybe it's like you know, in those circumstances, it's just. And that's me, and that's unfortunate. That's me, and that's what I was trying to say. I don't know if that's right or wrong because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't obviously in the moment with these, you know situation but i am i am of this thing it's like well if i'm a personal trainer and the way he was running from what i saw in the video and again it's, it's just an observation people don't kill me for this his gait the way he was running wasn't of a person fleeing a crime he was running at a comfortable jogging gait and if you don't know what a gait is g-a-g-a-i-t gait it means the way you stride your your movement you know everyone has a different gait or how they walk and run and and jog and all that kind of stuff this wasn't a look of a man running for even when he was being pursued he still wasn't running for his life yet he wasn't running like hysterical he was still jogging no. they tried to stop him two times he kind of went around and even when in the last moments he kind of came around still at a jogging speed not running or not screaming for help or whatever it was so you know, I don't know what transpired. I know that from what I saw. You know, I, I've been in some hairy situations anything. where I've I've Even, seen shootouts. But if you if you feel as though you're being shot, you zigzag. You you're in a zigzag pattern. You're hitting fence. You, you know, you'll hit the ground before you yeah. just run straight. You know, like, I I you know I think that um, mm -hmm. I think what you, what we witnessed was was definitely an assassination of some some sort, or you know, basically. Yeah, yeah. These wannabe neighborhood watch dudes, like they, you know, and it, it's not going to stop until it's not going to stop. I, I, I think you, around, it starts. It, that's when in that and that's that's, that's, that's part of the, the the issue I have is that we we've been so accustomed to victimhood. We you know me as a um as an educated man and, and, and being, having some, some, some real world experience. When I, when I tell you about the bullies, I tell you about, you know, it, it, it you won't get respect from anyone until you show that you, you're, you, you, you're ready to fight for your life or you're ready to fight for the things that you deserve. I think, um, one thing about the 1960s is when, um, when the civil rights, uh, civil rights movement ended, I think we we rested on our laurels and this was only one hat that was only one part of of i think three I, I you know i identified three parts um the integration part was to um to get us into formal society so they wouldn't kill us in, in, in these silent silos and it's and it was to give us access because um we didn't have that and because money flows but the other thing too is that we're supposed to keep the economic platform too so these things won't happen. I believe that an economic base would would prevent um, a lot. A lot. I would say about eighty percent of the situations 
that we encounter as a people because we are weak people. And I mean weak. Yeah, you yeah, know, I we're, agree. we're easy to target because you know, whether it's over ticketing, um, we just don't we don't have the monetary um re means to fight this. And you know, your enemies know that, you know, your your people know that. People know that, police know that. Vigilantes know that you know they can kill someone, and they know that there's no recourse of action. There's no one coming. Like if, you know, hypothetically, if I, if me, you, and some other gentleman, other black gentleman, was to, to record that and shoot a young white man, we, you know, if the police doesn't don't shoot us down, we're going to get an answer from the clan. Um, I, without a doubt, we're going to get an answer from, from someone if the police don't get us first. And it's, let's just let's say hypothetically we we survive the encounter with the police and they apprehend us, and we 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 have a trial. Um, we would each get a 250 years, without a doubt. Um, and then the jail the 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 judge would tell us all expletives that we you know we belong in jail, we're the scum of the earth, and we would basically die in that prison, and they would probably bury us bury us in an unmarked grave because it has happened to other black men who've done less. Um. So I, I, you know, we wouldn't even gotten to that part, that scenario. We probably would have been killed by the police if we we did that to any um, other people. Um, so I think we just have to understand that we have to stand up for what it is, what what it is we believe in. And I, I you know, I read different. And, and back to it, I read different approaches. Um, I read Elijah Muhammad's um, message to the black man very very profound book and um in some of his writings he always he always stressed the, the need for independence having your own because after slavery um that's why you know you have things like you know he didn't they, that's why they made be bean pies they, they didn't make sweet potato pies they made their own pies because they didn't want anything to that had any semblance of slavery um Yeah, right. that's and that's and that's what I'm. That's the point I was and, um, earlier about. And uh, yeah, I like the way that you allude to it, is that we have to really evaluate everything that we we saw and and realize that the, some of these things that were given to us is for our detriment. And that's why I always stress that we need to to, like, don't throw away everything, but let's take the things that we that's deleterious to our our genetic code, del deleterious to our mental stability, and just do away with it completely. Um, because there's a lot of great things in our community. There's a lot of great things that we we harbor, but then there's a lot of negatives. You know, um, there's a there's a lot of negatives that we have to to agree with. And I think we as a people need to evaluate everything, whether it's our healthcare, our, our uh, just you know our religion, our standpoint, our our way of thinking. But when I when I present arguments, and I'm sure you 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 have this this too, is that when you present arguments to our own people they um and they're, if they're not in the if they're not in the space to be open-minded they they operate it's, it's almost like they're robotic in their re response they're they're usually yeah it's it, it's it's, it's they, they cold, victim man. blame it's the person cold, they're they're cold. staunch democrats <laughs> they're the staunch liberal democrats and i'm a uh, you know it, full disclosure i i would i would identify I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know what I, I would identify as an independent. But I, you know, there's some some uh, Democratic uh, candidates that I, I, I lean towards. There's also some Republicans. But I, you know, but if I was to say that to to it, like if I was to say that to my mom, right, West Indian mm -hmm. woman, she's a staunch Democrat. You know, if I was to say that, 
she would <laughs> she would look at me like you know you like you're gonna throw away your vote you know like but when when is enough is enough like which yeah. when are we going to say like okay if if we're not if we're leaning on something that's not doing it why don't we do it ourselves that's all the argument that i present and then i believe that if you can't love your enemies or if you if you're not willing to engage in your enemies i think you should just just completely separate almost do like what the nation of islam did just uh just completely separate yourselves where you live on your side of the train track i live on mine and then we we will grow from there you know it's not a negative encounter never in a negative counter but it's it's yeah. just an indifferent encounter like okay here we are i'm operating in my own space i control my own space yeah i'll i'll um i'll work backwards on on, on the things you eloquently were able to um establish your point with Hmm. Isolation. Japan was a nation that spent a millennia in isolation from the other parts of the world, traded among themselves, and were able to flourish. Right. So I, I so I understand that isolation or independence um, thing. I get that as well. I also to kind of roll back to the civil rights era. I think one of the one of the the lost chapters in the civil rights mm. um, era is the is the Black Panthers, um, and 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 because they took the stance that we're talking about, like you're not gonna come in our neighborhood and just do stuff, like it's not gonna happen. And uh, obviously they were destroyed from the inside out um, through a lot of um, yeah, guerrilla tactics <laughs> by the by the government. Um, but you know they they were you know they took the stance of like I'm not having it like we're not having that here like you could do that somewhere else but don't come don't come to California with that we're not having that here you know um we are um sometimes sheep to the slaughter man you know we are we are kind of lullaby to sleep when it comes to um and I always go back to economics and we're going to switch this conversation to your other topic um we we lullaby to once you can carve out your own niche for yourself the bigger problem is not your problem anymore because you live in a community or a or an ivory tower or a or a box that where you're like well i grew up in the hood but now i made it so those problems are not my problems but you will be reminded that you, you are not something that you think you are it it happens in life it happens in life when when you when you look at it you know when i tell people about um growing up um you know growing up me my dad taught me a lot about economics because he 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 had worked you know at one point for people and then he started working for himself and i kind of got to understand what accounting was and what you know what you do and he always had this thing about paying yourself first and I, I was like, pay, you know, what do you mean paying myself? He's like, whatever you make, if it's if you make a thousand dollars and nine hundred dollars went to all bills, a hundred dollars right. should go in your pocket to you. You know, after you save or whatever, hundred dollars should go in your pocket to you because you got to pay yourself for a year. You're you're your number one employee. Like you work for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So I think when it comes down to it, um, you know when we have to love our neighbor i mean i'm sorry i keep saying love our neighbor to love our enemy it is it is something that is 
um, inherently scarred, it's scarred into us. It's beat into us that we have to be this way. And it goes back to, you know, any any oppressed person, any um, oppressed society has to deal with that, has to deal with the, the the lords of that day made the rules and says, well, this is this is your assimilation. This is what you have is what yeah. you have to um, go accustomed to. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, there's for, for every king, for every king in in Egypt. I'll use Egypt as a as a backdrop. You had one king that was great for the people, and then the next one after that king, just like all yeah. the Caesars, the next one was more outrageously like about themselves. Like I'm just gonna use the the power of this throne to to feed my indulgences. Like I'm gonna just do me. So you know, until we, you know, in the last thing you said about we do have a lot of economic power in this country our buying ability and and yeah. they take it for granted yeah take for instance the h&m thing remember that thing about a year or two ago people don't forgot about that everyone still shopping at h&m and it's, it's over with it's over with versus and we hurt we them, shut we them, hurt them too i don't shop h&m either but down. we, we really hurt them, them too they closed a lot of stores after that yeah yeah, yeah. so but, but that should be the thing so when one of these when one of these things happen i guess this is my point like everyone should be giving i agree that that's my that's my thing we should if you have 200 something million people give money i'm sorry 60 million people give money like there's enough resources for 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 things every time that happens we just go to the bank and be like yo we're going to get the best attorneys, the brightest right. attorneys, the you best start resources. Hurting, when you start hurting happen. municipalities in the pocket, when you start hurting corporate in, in industry in their pocket, when the government realized that they can't sustain the... the Because, you know, the state ha- is, is, you know, they have finite dollars. You know, the state, they can't defend, like, we don't have a... That's why rich people get off, is like, we don't have the legal defense to, to, to do. You know, they, we, that's why they'll settle, they'll do things and they, and they'll settle at a higher rate. So that's why I'm saying like we 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 just okay with the cyclical thing of like you know they give us 50,000, they give us 250,000, you might get 1.5 if it's super egregious and then that'll be done. You know like these municipalities could make 1.5 in a month. You know like tolls and taxes. I I'm in the tri-state so you know that's nothing to them. But once you start hitting them for 30 30 million they're gonna look at this like, yo, we're gonna to have to keep this on our books for years to come, you know. Like, um, and I think that that's the point we have to do is like we have to stop marching. Not saying stop marching, but I would say we have to now make the concerted effort to do more than march. It, it, it gets it, our it, and yeah, the other thing is that home. our enemies I, expect I totally it, and it's 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 no longer effect as of as effective. It's more of a marketing tool to me than an actual uh, effective tool. So yeah. I would say we should. There's platforms. There's GoFundMe. There's 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 so many different fundraising um, platforms where we can all set a dollar for sixty million. You know, we we where our GDP is is probably fifth in the world. If we pull, if all the black people pull their money together, we're like at almost like two trillion or or, or more. I don't know the, the exact number, but our GDP is like fifth in the in the world. Mm-hmm. So we believe that we're a poor people, but we're not. You know, we just spend, we're just consumers. So whatever the price no, is, we not. buy, no. we buy, we buy. So 
we can fund a legal defense and we can just take the show on the road. We can go to Oakland. You can go to Florida if it happens in Florida. If it go happens in Alabama, if it happens in Jersey. Yeah, you show up, you get the best exactly. and the brightest. Show I don't care for race, thing. color, creed. If this thing. guy right here is the number one defense attorney or the number one um co- cover, don't no, I don't want pro bono. Yeah, Here's yeah, your what is your rate? Cover. Here's your rate. I want the best and the brightest. I want the number one and number two, and I want you to punish them for what they did. I want you. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that's what like on the lighter side of something like that. I forgot what country it was. I was reading this a couple years ago. They had raised the toll in the country. You know how you go over bridges and and all of that. <laughs> Everybody for a week ran ran the tolls, bro. To the point where they economically couldn't sustain. They like, you know what? Lower the toll, because right. it's this social obedience is crazy. They just running the toll, and they could not make the money that they thought they was gonna make on 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 the people. Like we didn't agree to that. Whatever. Run it, and then the, the efficiency of government can't, can't collect it. <laughs> can't collect it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. Because. The system collapsed under itself. There's like so many people, fifty thousand people a day is running this toll. Like we can't right. write enough summonses, and they're not paying it. Like they're like, I'm not paying that. Go to the next dude. All right, man, that was great conversation, man. I always knew that once once I get you on, I was gonna have, I was gonna have that. That's what's up. Let's switch gears to your other. Topic. Yeah, I, I have the time, or you know, whenever we do it. But the bit. other part was um. Nikki Giovanni and uh, James Baldwin, they they had a, a conversation. I think Nikki Giovanni was probably in her 20s. Um, it's on YouTube. Um, and they were discussing... They were discussing um, the the relationship that black men and, and women have um, under this oppressive nature. And um, they were talking... This is probably like 19... Probably in 1959, 1960s, probably around then. Um, so it's it's still re- and it, the amazing thing is that it's still relevant today. Um, one of the points that they made was, um, and I see people chop it up, was Nick, Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin, where they were they were discussing that you go. She said something to the point where you go you go to work every day. Um, you come home and I get the least of you. And um, and she was like, you you don't smile to me as you do, you know, your, your supervisor. Um, you know, you don't smile to, the, you know, the white man as you, you do to me. And James Baldwin, he he rebuttaled and said, I would I would want to. But you have to realize that I'm, I'm putting on a performance. Um, I, I can't lie to you the way I lied to them. I can't I can't put on. There's only but one performance I can do. You know, it's it's almost uh, it's draining. So to come home, it, he he's in a space where he can actually be himself. But to be himself, he's so drained that he can't give the one he loves. He can't give his wife um, any of him because she gets the least of him. So now she has to deal with him. Um, and she and then she 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 alludes to the point that I have to deal with this oppressive nature as well. But you don't see me soaking. Um, because I'm catching, she's like, I'm catching hell too. We catching hell together, but I need you to lie to me. And he was like, I can't, you know. And that that point was was so it was so powerful in that moment yeah. because here I am, a black man. I have a fiance. We, um, and 
going going into the world yeah I, I you know you know for your listeners one thing you have to realize like being a black man there's so many there's so many missteps that you can make you know if you, you can't even have a bad day sometimes without it it being you know exasperated especially in the workplace that's one of the reasons why I work for myself but even still you know even working for yourself you have rules you there's boundaries there's marketing you can't have a bad day because you lose customer um but it's so much baggage that you have to take on you you may have gotten a ticket that day you you know you may have had a negative reaction me as a, a black man you may have been followed in the store whatever the case may be you bring your home your day home um, and which is interesting because my dad always said never bring your never bring your outside home you know <laughs> never bring outside home whatever is out, out on the street you leave it there and when you come home mm. it's sacred but mm. you have to understand that you're you you're only human you can't sometimes you have you carry it you know and as as a loved one you know as as your other half she's gonna know when something's wrong you know women 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 just have that intuition of when you know a day is yeah. not is you know is not in your favor so only natural that she's going to ask that that question but it was just so powerful that you know she was able to elaborate that you know i i get the least of you you know yeah i mean i mean that's within itself that is such a powerful um conversation i have with somebody because at the end of the day, Correct. man, you know, um, we have to tap dance. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of brothers and sisters right now talking about, oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't sell out. I don't do this. I'm like, you tap dance. You have to tap dance. The system is set up for you to do, to do that. You know what I'm saying? When you go to get a job, you go to an interview, you got to put on an act. You got to put on the best self. You know, you got to put on this performance to get what it what or his listen you know i do that for them but here i'm not doing that here like that's not going to be you know so i'm sorry that you're getting the least of me but you're getting the best of me because you're getting your authentic original copy not the the fake shit that goes on in 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 society you know what i'm saying that is such a poignant and powerful um i got to probably check this out because it it it, it that could be like a movie that could be like a movie it is you know it, there's, um, there's other parts too there's there's other um illustrations they give because it's almost like an hour long um this it, it's it's a beautiful um dialogue between and you know nikki giovanni she's younger james baldwin's an older man yeah. they also talk about um you know having raising a family and what it's like to be a black man um being responsible and he um one thing he alluded to was saying that um i was a man um at a young age i had to take care of my brothers and sisters i was i already had children i have children you know so like um why you know and then as he's raising me he's like why would i want more children to grow up in this world so the, you know like and and mind you james baldwin just to preface it, James Baldwin is a, an African American gay man in the 1950s. So he's he's uh, he's under a lot of 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 pressures. Yeah. You know, um, being gay now is fashionable. Back then, yeah, is it, it, not fashionable. He had to take the slings and arrows of not only his community, but also be be black in the 1950s and 60s. 
So he had yeah. the, the oppressive nature of the racist society then and the homophobic society then as well. And he's able to illustrate being a black man. Um, it's a very humanistic piece. And I, I encourage everyone to see it because it, it's not even just black and white. It gives you it, it gives you into the mindset of how the oppressive nature forces your actions even and you know it's operating on you and there's nothing you can do at that point. yeah i mean we we live in the you know our our imitates life it's the matrix it's 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 like the world outside of, for instance right you and i um are well you know we 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 are we aren't um well actually you, you were born here i wasn't but you still grew up the way i grew up correct um inside of our house was Guyana. Outside was whatever else you came into contact with. Yes. So whatever whatever you were in the street doing, like I wasn't allowed to have my pants hanging off my ass ever. I've I never done do it. <laughs> I've never I've never done it. And it's funny to say that. I've even as a grown man, I've never I've never had the desire to do it because it just looks stupid to me. But I couldn't I remember one time wearing a um a um uh I was having my wave spin, a wave cap. And I was like, my dad was like, take that off. And I was like, what's he's like, the wife beater, the wave cap? Nah. It was, you couldn't do that. Like, you know, so whoever I was in the house wasn't who I was in the street, wasn't who I was in, I went to all Catholic, um, I'm sorry, a Catholic all boys high school. Um, I wasn't, you know, I was a different person everywhere I went. My friend, if you, if, if, if I had friends in school, they they didn't know me as Cleve on the block. They knew me as Cleve in school. He gets good, you know, good grades. The the friends on the block didn't know I was getting good grades in school. They thought I was a knucklehead like them. And I'm like, bro, I gotta I gotta go because I gotta I got schoolwork to do. Like we can hang out, but I'm like, end of the day, my my pops will kick my ass if I don't get this work done. Right. It was it was like so you gotta wear a multitude of hats to please um a multitude of masters. I am a um a staunch um, belief in the Bushido code. I don't know if you've ever studied the Bushido code or anything like that. I have. Um, yeah. So like a lot of, a lot of like who you are and where you come from um, weighs a lot on, on your character. Like there's, there's so many things that, are, that have happened to, um, to black Americans. And when I say black Americans, I'm talking about whether you born here or not whether you're born in Africa, whether you're born in Europe, once you come to this country, you get a real different <laughs> thing that is going on. Like, you know, it ain't all bad, but it ain't all good either. But when you, so when I say, say what I'm saying is that you will tap dance. You will be something that you're not, you know, but then you got to kind of like find the, the dynamic of, what you how far you willing to tap dance? What are you gonna What are you gonna take? You know what I'm saying? What are you gonna do? There, because um, some, when it comes down to it, yeah, there's some there's some battles that's not worth fighting. Um, yeah. Because you Baldwin always said that to be educated here in America is to be in a constant state of rage. Um, that's dope. yeah, it's a great quote. You know, <laughs> when when you are educated, there's just certain things. You know, being educated in our you know, I, I read the auto war. I listened to the audio book. And if there's one one thing they say, if you're fighting up against a bigger, stronger enemy, there's avoidance, you know, at all costs. You know, you avoid and survive the encounter. So this is a master tactician in Sung Su. 
Um, mm-hmm. So you you have to you know there, there's points where will will you are you willing to engage? There's sometimes are you willing to yeah. engage in a losing battle, or are you are you yeah. willing to engage in a winning battle? You know, in 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 this American society, it's a different brand of racism. You know, I've I've had the privilege to go yeah. different places. I've been to Japan. I've been to to uh, the Caribbean. I've been I've been a, a number of places to to get a a good solid gist of certain certain things. And America is just a a different brand of racism. And for for African and Africans who were here in America that had to face slavery and fight and become educated to 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 get at, to get institutions here over 150 years old, several HBCUs, historically black universities, um, you have to really tip your hat to to those people because they they were, I, I would say. I, I I don't hold a candle to 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 them. As educated as I am in, in the pursuit of education, I I don't because um they were the best and brightest that I I think I have saw. Just the W.E.B. Du Bois, the Booker T. Washington, the Paul Robesons, the the the, the Nikki Giovannis, the 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 Fannie Lou Hamers, the 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 list goes on. Black men and women who had to. To deal with this oppressive society, not let it not let them down, and then still be successful. Um, it's yeah. it's amazing. So I, you know, I, I don't hold a candle to them, and 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 for them to to write almost like a blueprint for their children. So a lot of it was sacrifice. The sacrifice they made. Their lives were sacrificed for the fact that they knew that this this thing will break, but we won't be able to see it. That yeah. that yeah, is, it's, yeah. It, it's it's the it's the um it's it's the um you know how diamonds are formed you know Pete Pete is Pete becomes cold cold becomes under a lot of immense pressure and becomes a diamond at some point so there's so you ever heard the term um there's no diamonds without pressure Correct. the the um there was a great um I'm you know I always say I'm a movie buff in the movie um the War of the Roses very funny comedy. <laughs> about marriage and you know divorce and all that kind of stuff but Danny DeVito's character was the lawyer for um for Michael Douglas and when Michael Douglas gave him the the blueprint of how he wanted to separate the house and still stay in the house with this raging divorce going on he he wrote down his little blueprint of of we I get this part she gets this part the kitchen is neutral so so Danny DeVito says to him like yo what like are you serious like are you this is this feasible to you that there's no winning here he's like there's only one way to win and there's degrees of losing and I always took that to heart like there's degrees of losing like there's ways of losing like in any compromise or or um or 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 um I guess yeah any compromise you may have five things that you have on the table you know you bring your five things I bring my five things we agree on three things for you maybe four things for me or vice versa if you felt that the best three things that you gotten out of that compromise works for you you're willing to forego the other two or the other one if the other one holding the four the four versus the the three in in any form or fashion i don't care where you come from we are put into a situation like mr baldwin says like you have to you have to give the best parts to the wrong things you have to give 
you have to put on such a daunting arduous performance for things that don't that that shape the world that you live in you know in order for you to have the kind of job that you have to to live where you want to live to make the kind of money to afford the things that you could afford you have to kind of put on this mask and kind of live in a sense of of um of imagine you know of your imagination like well i i gotta put my best foot forward and to think to flip that on the reverse it's like if you give home that then eventually you cannot give that to the other side there's a japanese um a japanese saying about you know um a samurai cannot serve more than one yeah. master and if that master is is disgraced or, or killed or whatever they become ronin you know they they're samurais without a master and in our lives man we serve a lot of masters we serve you know our parents you know siblings you know the job <laughs> the customers that we you know if you're if if you work for yourself the customers that you have the vendors that you may come into contact with you know if you if you if you own something and you make money monetarily from it something is something you have to serve something you have to kind of there's an ebb and flow of like i got to i got to put on a different hat right now like i think that's why like anyone that becomes president <laughs> whether it's trump or or barack or bush or whoever in their second term you see the that office at its full 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 force on them where they their hair is gray their faces weathered i'm like bro i don't want that that's a job and to to do it sometimes when i think he does it for free meaning that like he doesn't take a salary for it it's like it's crazy but you know he's an example of being who he is he's being who he is he's not going to he's not going to sell you one thing and then be something else. I'm a, this is who I am. I'm bringing this to the office. I'm bringing this home. I'm bringing this to the office. You know? I agree. It's crazy, man. It, it is it is crazy. The you know, um at the end of the day, man, we we all kind of got to be creative and imaginative in 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 who we are because so many things make up who we are, you know? Um where you choose what where you choose to do business whether it's in the hood or in a different part of society you have to cater to that thing and i always felt like when it comes to um sports or entertainment as far as a culture we have consistently and this is this is my personal opinion guys so this is not something that i'm i'm trying to lay out on the masses this is just my personal take on it is that we we accept the dumbish shit like we accept you know to be put into this situation where we can only make these type of movies or we can only make these type of of um of books right this type of type of books we can only play these type of sports you know if we're not playing if we're not playing um basketball or football it doesn't matter or baseball or whatever whatever it is you know there's other sports that people of color excel in but you never really hear about it because it's not popular it's not it's not oh that's not the thing and i'm like until we stop wearing these masks is crazy but again economics and what you want to be and what you want to become dictates how long you're going to wear that mask yeah. <laughs> and 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 what kind of mask is going to be where i you know i'm watching the, i don't know if you're watching the last dance right now oh with um, the documentary yeah, on the board i started to yeah. watch it i wasn't keeping up with with the with the on the current yeah. episode but i am on 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a binge watcher, so I let, I let two or three episodes go by, then I watch three in a row right. versus waiting to the next one. I like to just kind of be, I mean, and that's like the conditioning that I have now with Netflix and all that. Like, I just got to watch the whole thing. So, but what I've been watching so far is like the masks that Jordan had to wear, man. It, it was incredible. Like he, you know, he is a very um, simple but complex person, personality wise. And I think his addictions, his addictions, um, and I'm not, I'm not talking about gambling or anything like that. His addictions to just being the best and winning in self-preservation you know which is darwinism at its finest is like you know there is no like i'm going to bring whatever that is into every aspect of my life whether he's playing whether he's playing jacks <laughs> meaning like you know you bounce the ball pick up the jacks it has to be some i have to win at this like i i don't you know if i'm doing something i have to win and i remember as a kid playing you know when i got into sports i i remember somebody saying to me you have to be the best. And I'm like, I just want to be out here. It's like, it's the reason that they keep score. Someone has to be better. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. You know, there's no, there's no kind of like just being out here for the sake of it. It's like, if you're out here, it's to win a championship. Like you have to come out here to win a championship. If there's no championship, it, the season is a failure, you know? So by bringing, by doing that, and the reason I brought up the, the last dance or the Jordan thing is that athletes, or entertainers who are so hard pressed on that craft they forego the best parts of them for their families for their loved ones for their friends because they're serving that master they're, they're serving they're feeding that beast of this is my career I can I can enjoy life after I finish playing ball 10 years from now not knowing that you're doing so much damage to to friendships and everything by the time the 10 years is up and you're ready to retire they're like fuck you i'm not even dealing with you right now because i was around you 10 years ago and you, you shit on my hand right. like whatever you know so yeah you you do have to it, i gotta watch this piece man and, and i implore you know i implore the listeners to check it out it's a conversation again my brother said about um about the duality that people deal with you know that you who you are in the in the street is not who you are at home and you and you got to bring that you got to bring that in and you got to balance that some kind of way because you're forgetting that there's someone that wants the best part to you right. too and you're wasting it on you're wasting it on some supervisor who could care less who you are you know what I'm saying but your wife or your husband is like yo I'm here for you I'm the one that when when the world's on you I'm here to to um take care of that take, and take I, care of you i think um just on a broader scope that when you listen to that and um you you kind of look at your life and it's fullness. one thing you, you, you we have to reevaluate all aspects of our life even in our day-to-day because i remember um having a discussion with one of my friends about the nuclear family you know the the mother, the dad, the the white picket fence, the two and a half kids, you know, the dog. Yeah, the American, the American dream. dream. It's, really, it's really an illusion because, you know, um, and often we compare ourselves to like, you know, like your mom, you know, me and um my fiance, we, we, we sit there and evaluate, you know, our hours and our, you know, everything was based on having a family, a 40 hour work week, um, balance. Um, but nowadays, like you look at the hours that I work, I, I work sixty plus hours on average. Works, you know, she has to work yeah. fifty plus hours. 
you know, though that yeah. 10, 15 hours, you know, you have to find time to cook. You have to find time to clean. You have to find. And then when you really evaluate, you know, your mom, my mom and dad, my mom, she cooked every day. My mom cooked every day. And I'm like, they had the extra hours. They had the extra time to do so, you know, like. Or, or got up in the before morning. Before they went, went to, to work, cook, you know, like, so it's like they were finding pieces in between to make it work. But sometimes these pieces don't fit. And that's what I'm trying to, you know, I will always want people to evaluate is that, you know, evaluate yourself in this grand scheme of things. I'm very introspective and I'm very like reality based. You know, I look at myself in the world and say like, you know, what is my position in the world? Like as, you know, and it, and it sometimes it makes you very small, but at least you know how you can now maneuver in, in the world because you, you know your size and your scope. So you can actually get better and get bigger. So looking like a Jordan or a Kobe Bryant or, you know, there's a level of, of dedication that you need that that is demanded in the society in order to be successful. There, it, mm-hmm. there is no in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best and the brightest can see that and they'll they'll apply it. So, you know, going back to what I said before is that, you know, you we as people, we work hard. We work very hard. Like in a in the American spectrum, Americans work harder than any other like nationality of people on the planet. You know, they they tell you the American dream. Yeah, you gotta work you gotta work hard at you gotta work hard <laughs> at working hard. That, that's yes. You have to you have to do that. So when everyone when people come over here to this country, they realize like, you know, they think that it's gonna be like the land of milk and honey, the land of opportunity. Um Steve yeah, said, said, reality check. He said, uh, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. <laughs> yeah, I, I love using I've used that quote so many times on social media, but it's it's real. It's real, man. That is a real, real life thing, man. That is a real life thing. You know, you gotta, you know, I know I know some some people I used to work with back in the day where they used to like when the supervisor wasn't looking, they chilling. When the supervisor's looking, they working hard or looking like they working hard. Like, it's crazy, <laughs> you know. But I used to be like, you know, they know you're not working. When I was a um, when I was a property manager, one of the um, one of the things that I had to come to realize in in my pursuit of climbing that corporate ladder, and I and I I, I was good at it. I was good at what I did. I had loved to do it. Um, it it really. It, it almost cost me my life and that's a whole other story but it but at the end of the day I knew that whoever I was dating or, or or when I got married like there's gonna be some cold dinners like don't cook don't expect me to be home at seven or eight o'clock every night it's not gonna happen because at the end of my day I'm gonna get a call to do a report or a spreadsheet or they need some information on this so because a property that that type of asset is like a, a person like it's like a child you are in charge of something that valuable and you're putting you know you're put into that into that situation where i knew going in i'm like i have to explain this to people like listen you know let's plan a vacation when i know i can take a vacation versus you saying let's go away next week and i'm like ah i don't think i'm gonna be able to do that because i know that what i chose to do is going to dictate how long i have to wear that mask for how long i have to dedicate and pool resources to do that but then I realized as years was going on and I was climbing this corporate ladder and making the kind of money that I wanted to make I realized at what detriment at what cost I don't go on you know it's it's, it's going from vacation every year to vacation every three years to vacation five years to no, I don't even go away no more 
And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like Damon Dash said, you hustling for the weekend. Like you, I'm, I'm trading so many hours for the weekend. I got to hustle hard for that weekend. And um, anyone that, anyone out there that um, knows who Damon Dash is, obviously Dame Dash, um, Rockefeller, you know, records, all that. He, when you get past the, 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 the Rocky core, the, the, the Rocky exterior that he had, He's actually no, he, a very smart dude. He has at, he at a lot to give. Like he's he a lot of game. Yeah, you just got to get you just got to get past who his personality. Is. You got to get past when you can get past that. He has some very very good things that he that he talks about. And you're like, wow, I never realized this dude could even go there with that. So, you know, he you know we hustle for the weekend. We gotta you know we gotta wear and tap dance our way to um. To, what do you call it? I don't know. Always want to make this podcast about black and white, and I hope people don't ever get that. That's what this is about. But it's you know, I am a black man in America, and my experiences are going to be different from yours. There, there is just that's the fact of, of of the matter. Is that um, I would never say the way I grew up was a detriment to, to who I became as an adult. But I had some obstacles I had to personally overcome. I also had um, some a great childhood, what I consider a great childhood, you know, because um, I had parents that really cared about who I was and what I became. And you know, if if I didn't become whatever it was, it was like, well, I'll try to steer you that way, but you kept doing what you mm-hmm. wanted to do, you know. When when I look at my friends and and I'm able to say, you know, I haven't gone to prison. You know, I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't done certain things. It's like, wow. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I grew up in this environment, but I didn't become part of that environment at some, at some point, you know, I was able to change course or by the, by the share of luck. I, when I celebrated my 46th birthday this year, I was talking to a good friend and he was like, man, you're old. And I was like, it's funny that we say that because I'm not even 50 yet. I'm like, that's not old. 78, right. 90 is old. You know what I'm saying? But I realized what he was saying, what he was alluding to for where we came from. He was like, yo, to live to be 45, 46 is a an accomplishment. And I'm like, damn. And it's not because of mur- getting murdered and all that. It's not really that. It's just all the health issues that we have as, as well, that we create for ourselves as we grow old and things of that nature. We come from a place where if you get sick, they boil some kind of bush tea for you and you're fine. You know, here in America, it's pharmaceuticals or nothing. No. It's like you, you, you know. But then, if you, your doctor should tell you, "Hey, Lenny, you should, you should eat this, eat that, get some sunshine, get some exercise, drink lots of water." You know, it's not always as simple as that. But I'm just kind of in a roundabout way. I'm like, I'm like, before I put you on medication, I should try to address certain things that I could have you change your lifestyle. You know, don't drink Hennessy every weekend. Don't don't do this. You know, whatever whatever it is to help you become a better version of you is is what it is. And 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 going back to the the premise of this conversation, um, it is good for someone's. Don't ever take it as a nagging wife or a nagging husband about the time that they're not getting because they're alerting you and letting you know. Listen, what about me? I didn't marry you or, or I didn't move in with you or I'm not with you because I want the leftovers that you're going to give me that I have to warm up in the microwave, not the oven. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I want the same level of, of respect and attention that you give that project and that manager and that supervisor and the owner of that company. I want I, I want the same 
for me. When you come here, I want that same focus, that same energy, you know, that same attention. And a lot of us can't, we, we can't juggle that, you know? It's either I got to do this or I got to do that. I can't, I can't have my professional life bleed into my personal life, but I also can't have, you know, I can't lose loved ones because I got to serve this master of making this my almighty dollar. No, that, that, that is correct. And um, I think that is just the demand. So back to what you were saying with the dancing is just like, yeah, we, we all have to dance. We all have to work. That's part of the dance. Um, being a late studies major, you realize that work is unnatural. You know, like, <laughs> you know, work it's unnatural it's um so we try to make some semblance of it but you know and the the, the more success that you want to allude to the more hours that you have to put in you know there's books called 10,000 hours for a reason you know like um, being being an entrepreneur is it's you know it, it, I know they try to glamorize it but my phone rings right now and I have to address something I have to address it um, it just it just happens that way um but this is definitely um, has been like a very poignant conversation and um absolutely man I would I would love to have you on anytime you want to speak man it's 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 uh you could be a regular on here if you want um we could talk offline about how to set up your own because it's literally very easy to do this um <laughs> this is all free ninety nine is good and um and and you know good good shout out to the people of Anchor this app that I use to do this. Um, anchor every few days I get a notification that I'm on a different platform so I've made it to two other platforms um, some that people know of some people people don't don't know of um, but I'm on Spotify um, for one and I'm on pod um, um, another podcast I can't remember the name right now sorry about that but every every few days your reach expands and um, it is a very easy thing to do um, I spoke to you prior to doing this I spoke to you about you know getting on and talking about um different things you know that we talked about offline to kind of put that into perspective because a lot of people um now are realizing you know that a job yeah. <laughs> can shut down on you and when they shut down on you that person's dream that person's whatever is gone and you're gone with it they gotta restart they gotta you know so a lot of people um, will be going back unfortunately to no job this that that industry folded or whatever happened is over you know so we have to kind of if you're not a 100 percent entrepreneur a full-time entrepreneur you have to be some kind of entrepreneur you have to have some kind of way of generating money other than waiting for someone to cut you a check you know that that's a that's a real real Stark, uh, stark reality for a lot of people is that you're a one-trick pony. You only know how to do one thing, and that's it. Any passion that you have should be something that you can monetize. If it doesn't that's, make dollars, it doesn't make sense. One of the things, one of the things that my dad used to t- tell me all the time: if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. And a good friend of mine, and I, I keep always telling this this little story: when I was looking to invest in some stocks. I'm, I'm, I'm writing down names of all the, you know, the sexy stuff. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm about to buy whatever I could. He's like, he's like, first of all, how much do you have? I said, I have about five grand to, to invest. And he was like, if you invest in these four, that five grand is gone. But if you go home and look in your medicine cabinet, under your kitchen sink, 
in your cupboards, you that five grand is gonna get you a lot more um, stock because you can buy stock in whatever that you already buy. And I was like, good. That's advice I couldn't get in the classroom. You know what I'm saying? So, um, at the end of the day, man, it's this. It, it is what it is. We got to put that mask on. Um, any closing thoughts? My closing thoughts is that this was very enlightening. I like dialogue like this because sometimes it's hard to uh, to speak to people when when they are just like very one track minded or they just have a set rule of ideas. I, I I really want people to understand that um we don't really look at the the, the world in in like black and white terms. There's this level of gray um that we all have to kind of sift yeah. through um. And whenever someone is, is pointing out just black and white, they're they're usually just um they're just trying to fake you for the yoki doke. You know, they're just trying to take your money or sensationalize something that has like very detrimental effects. The reason why a person like Aubrey Graham or um I, I always allude to James Baldwin is because, you know, fifty years, hundred fifty years, these things are going on. But as, when you look at the bills that are being passed, when you look at the vigilantism even on the Michigan State Capitol, you you are that's a slippery slope, even for the ones who are gun owners, right? Because I I, I agree with gun ownership. They, they they can you can you can um I don't want to get into another argument, but these things become on the books. So whether they wanna they use these things as points of either regression or progression. So if you if you try to intimidate a state uh, a lawmaker or a politician by speaking with guns they, they're going to use that as a talking point to take away all guns for all people. Or um, if someone gets away with murder, capital murder or uh, murder, um, like this case with Aubrey Graham, it, it, it's only a matter of time that that's going to happen to you. So, you know, America is is just it, the only thing we have in place is this um, is the laws that we agree. We all agree to, you know, that's government, you know, like. The laws that we agree to is what we we what holds this thing together. Um, yeah, people people don't realize, um, like people don't realize, you know, if you study any kind of constitutional law or whatever, or how what the government's powers are, the government is is supposed to be by correct. the people. It's what the people think. It's what you know, but it doesn't always look. And like I just that. want you and people to understand is that. Um, it ha it has to we have to have fine balance in our lives and balance in the world because whenever it it goes to one side or the other then chaos ensues um democracy is a very fine line and tyranny is is always in that in the conversation some way some shape or form if you cross that line you're gonna you know you're never gonna get it you're never gonna get one side or the other that that gray area that space that we wrestle with that's the space where we get to live our lives and, and and really have some freedoms. Um, but that's pretty much it for me. Um I enjoyed this. Yeah. We'll we'll do it again. Probably, probably something more, a little bit more Absolutely, philosophical. Man. Uh probably lighter. But um <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I um I, I, I tell people offline, you know, when they, when they say, Well, I don't know what to talk about. I say, talk about whatever you want to talk about. If this is not a a set set itself up for a pre you know because i don't know what the topic is going to be you know when i ask you what you want to talk about we kind of feed off that but everyone has something to say and everyone can articulate you know what they're passionate about or what you know what they're what they're going through 
but it's a way to kind of have a a conversation and this platform allows for more than one one-on-ones i can have three four people engage in the conversation on here and i'm looking to put a, a like a round table together really soon about a few things that i want to talk about and kind of right. see what bounces off other people so you know i again i'll be in touch always i'll always keep sending you uploads and again when you want to talk offline about how to set yourself up um you know let me know and i, I you can be set up in yeah, five smooth. minutes <laughs> to pretty much go and and you know you can you can dry run it where you can do a whole bunch of episodes and not publish them to kind of listen to how you want to flow or as i did i just went just raw i just started recording just like off the cuff i'm just like whatever whatever's on my nah, mind this format just, is, is, is um, very it's dope it's dope i like it i like it. all right all right man well um you know tell you lady happy mother's day again and um i hope the rest of your day is is good try to get a little bit of sunshine by just standing out in the yeah sun, man let the sun touch your skin there's a, a lot of people just kind of staying in you know breathe fresh air <laughs> you know it is what it is brother all right. All right. Appreciate Later. you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.